Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really have been having some fun with the latest episodes, uh, the interviews that we have been doing, and I like the feedback. If you have a specific guest who you said, wow, Tom, that really that was really good, go ahead and shoot me an email, Tom, T-H-O-M, at TomSinger.com, or you can find me on Facebook. There's a Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do Facebook page. You can always go to Twitter, at Cool Podcast. And, of course, you can find uh, uh, me at Tom Singer. Anyway, I like communicating with people who listen to the show, and uh, I'm surprised how many people actually do like to drop little notes. If you really like the show, jump over to iTunes and leave a review. That doesn't happen very often. People always tell me, I'm going to leave a review. I really like your show. And then the review never comes. It makes my whole day brighter when you leave a review on iTunes. So, so go do that. So today we are going to have another interview. We're going to talk to somebody else who is out there doing some cool things in their job. Today we have Pat McDaniel, and he is the founder of WiseInsights.net, which is a website dedicated to helping motivated but weary people keep moving forward by finding the smartest path towards their success. Now, in addition to this website, he also runs a marketing agency that is geared towards online B2B advertising, and uh, he does a whole bunch of stuff, and I think he'll tell us a little bit more about what he does and what wiseinsights.net is. I think we could all use some wise insights. So, Pat McDaniel, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thanks so much, Tom. Uh, Real pleasure to be on this show. Uh, Considering all the great guests you've had in the past, uh, I'm glad I was able to slip you that $1,000 uh, to get on the show. So that's that's we'll, right. You know, that's what I should start doing. If you want to be on the show, pay me. The other day we were talking about somebody who uh, the person they admired sort of had a uh, a coffee shop where people did not have to actually buy the coffee. They could just leave money in the tip jar as they walked out. So everything was free, but you paid what you wanted. And I said, that's what the show now is. And when you listen to an episode, go back and pay what you want. Uh, you can just send that via PayPal to Tom at TomSinger.com, and uh, we will gladly let you just pay whatever you want. Uh, and yet nobody has come back and paid, which is kind of sad. But uh, anyway, I'm, hey. I'm sure, you wouldn't mind, I'm sure you wouldn't mind getting paid with a few iTunes reviews. No, the, that's exactly right. The iTunes reviews are payment enough. You know, it, it all works out. So, so Pat, I kind of told a little bit about what you do, but I don't think a bio can ever do anybody justice. Why don't you tell everybody about your business? <clears throat> I'm happy to. Um, So I created wiseinsights.net for a couple of reasons. I tried to create something that had an interesting blend of scientific research. There's an absolute ton of really interesting things from the social sciences telling us what makes us tick. And I also combine that with time-tested ancient wisdoms, what I call it. There's a lot of really proven things that people have figured out over time. And then it's targeting these folks out there, and I'm finding there's a lot of them out there who are highly motivated. I call them achievers, but they're they're kind of worn down. You know, you, you launch into something, your latest venture, your latest whatever, and, and uh, you know, you're not settling for the status quo. But once you head out there, you start to get beaten up a little bit, and uh, things don't turn out exactly like you think. And so, you know, for those folks, I've created this website that tries to help them keep moving forward. And 
And then I combine that with the fact that there's a lot of really good insights that we're now getting of very actionable wisdom on things to help you, you know, understand and navigate the hidden currents of what I call the river of life. And so that's, that's kind of what we're trying to do, uh, Wise Insights. The other dimension that I think is really important, and Tom, you might know, you've seen this enough, you know, we're, we're in a culture where everything's all about uh, success and achievement, and you don't hear as much about, uh, you know, hey, I, I, I lost five businesses before this one succeeded. It's all about the one that succeeded. Um, and so, you know, for me, I wanted to make sure that anybody who came to Wise Insights knew that, hey, uh, I don't have it all together, the difficult <laughs> journey sometimes, and we all kind of need to be encouraging to one another to kind of keep moving forward. Well, you are right that that is, I mean, even in the world that I live in as sort of being a professional speaker, it's like people ask people all the time, hey, how did you do it? They go, oh, I quit my job and I launched out. And it makes it sound like fairy dust and flowers fell from the ceiling and and people were throwing $10,000 speaking fees at them. And I'm pretty honest that for the first three years of this business, I hemorrhaged cash. I mean, there was, you know, I mean, I was making money, but I wasn't making enough to keep my family in the lifestyle they'd, they'd grown accustomed to. And I find a lot of people either intentionally or unintentionally forget about those sort of salad days when they started off and all they could afford was lettuce and uh, they couldn't put, you know, any meat on the table and they just talk about all the great things that they're doing and then they come up with a plan to tell people how to get rich quick and it's all based on what they're doing now once they have fame. And it's like, gosh, that's so funny because I don't think you were famous four years ago before whatever happened that changed and, and you can't go out and create fame. I mean, there's a lot of actors in Hollywood who – you know, why does Brad Pitt get $27 million a movie when there's great looking guys with good abs who are younger, who are good actors, are waiting tables on Sunset Boulevard? Well, it's because he did a whole bunch of stuff and he got a big break. And yeah, he's talented and he had everything. He had the whole package, but it didn't happen overnight. There's stories about him sleeping on people's couches because he couldn't pay rent. So mm-hmm. we don't we don't talk about that a lot in our businesses, about those sleep on the couch days. And uh, I think we should. So I like that you bring that up. Well, I think there's a lot of folks out there who uh, are doing all the right things. And uh, you, it's always driven me crazy, Tom, where you hear somebody say, well, you know, I uh, started this business when I was 22 and I sold it when I was 24 and I, uh, you know, made $26 million and, you know, now I'm coaching people. And you're like, you know, life is not as linear as you think it is. It's mm-hmm. not do A, then B. And C always happens. It's like, well, sometimes there's a few other letters in the alphabet that show up. Well, and and then you talked a little bit about people out there who, you know, sort of have have potential. They're doing all the right things. It sort of blends into something. It's interesting you brought that up early on, that it blends into a project that I'm working on right now. I have a brand new program that I'm bringing out to companies in 2017 called The Paradox of Potential because there's so much attention to, you know, people out there who are the quote-unquote high potentials, the up-and-comers, but not all of them succeed. And, And when I talk to these people, a lot of people have been labeled as having you know, great potential, but they don't really know what to do. They don't feel like they're living up to it. And I think that's an area that is really common. So that's interesting that that's what you're all about, because I've been doing a lot of study on that for the last few months. Well, you know, I've read a gazillion books myself. I mean, I've read Good to Great and all the business books. And, and you know, I, I remember having a coach and consultant come in when I was working on something. And 
he sat through everything that I was doing and he, uh, I was actually speaking at the time in, in that particular venue. And he was like, no, actually what you had to say was really good. And it, uh, it was very compelling. And, and I'm like, then what's wrong? And he said, I don't know, <laughs> you know, and it's really, sometimes it's just doing the right thing long enough until you get your break. So, I mean, there is, it's just not as simple as we may want to. And I think that we, who uh, receive the information out there, we want to believe that it's just A, B, and C, and this guy has the formula, and I'm going to get his latest course, when in fact, it's a little more complicated than that. Oh, I think it's, I think it's a lot more complicated. So, <laughs> so what sort of led you to being an entrepreneur? I mean, did you start off running your own business, or out of college, did you have sort of more of a corporate job? I had a corporate job, and uh, you, you know, for me, it really comes down to uh, just sort of a fire inside, you know, just a restlessness of, you know, I, I sort of could see what could be, and then I wasn't satisfied with what I was seeing and experiencing sort of on the corporate side, and, and uh, you know, you, you just want to launch. You want to you do something. So for me, my first foray into an entrepreneurial approach was uh, I was actually, this is in the nonprofit world, I was a pastor on a church staff, and I'd always wanted to go out and launch, be what they call a church planter, get one started from scratch, you know, basically build the DNA from scratch, which is highly energizing for me because I'm a builder. And uh, I don't want to, I had it in my mind as to exactly how it's going to be, it wasn't going to be one of these churches that drones on and on and it's irrelevant and <clears throat> full of rules and all that stuff. It was really going to be something where people were going to be transformed and, and invest in one another. It was just going to be kind of a little bit more organic. And I, I headed out west uh, uh, to California to, uh, to start this thing. And basically the way the model worked where I was at was you're, you're parachuted in, so to speak. You don't really know anybody. You know like three or four people. And within roughly six to nine months, you got to have that puppy up and running, people coming, <clears throat> which means you have to find facilities, you have to uh, market the thing, you have to connect and network, and then blah, blah, blah. It goes on. So it's a lot of work, and uh, it's on pretty minimal funding. And, uh, you know, we launched, and everything was off to a decent start, and people who were coming really liked it. But, you know, we just struggled to to get critical mass to where we could hit the tipping point where we could really be ultimately self-funded. And, uh, after roughly three years, we ran out of money. Uh, we just couldn't keep going. And so, you know, I, uh, I just got, I was just emotionally devastated. I mean, it was to me, <clears throat> you know, you, you pour yourself into some, something, you know, this is your baby and then your baby dies and, and, you know, you go through just a grieving process and, you know, I, frankly, was mad as hell, you know, God about that. And, and, uh, so I, I took a, a, a corporate job again, uh, sales consultant. I kind of kept my nose clean, but you know, the number of years later, maybe about four years later, the fire started again. It's just like, you know, wanting to go do something more than I was just doing. And <clears throat> about that time I ran into some an increasing financial pressures. We had a a uh, family of six, four kids, and, you know, they just, like, they wanted to eat every day. And I was just, I, I was trying <laughs> yeah, to break them of that, but, So that's, that, you know. that, that's a lot of kids to have four kids. I have two. I, I, I can't keep up with, with two. So four seems like twice as many. Oh, yeah. Well, 
Well, like George Foreman would say, they're all first names are George. So, yeah. well, well, it just seems like a lot of work, and you know, they they know what causes that now, actually. So, you know, oh, a lot. yeah, God, I wish I knew that. I know, I know. So, you know, so so for me, just to wrap up that, you know, I I just started some side ventures. I mean, you know, it's like uh, I tried a couple of different businesses that were, you know, going to hopefully generate a couple thousand dollars a month and. And, you know, some some had more promise than others, but, you know, some made it or really most of them didn't make it. But one of them did. And that was doing marketing. I, I found that I had a, a, a gift for, you know, online marketing, Google AdWords in particular, and understanding the, the all the numbers and how that works. And so I left the corporate job and got uh, got going with you know doing marketing for for uh, companies and uh but, you know, even there, even though that was a success, you know, it's been three steps forward, two steps back, lots of challenges. But um, I'm, I'm very happy I moved in that direction. It's been good. So what do you love about this life of being an entrepreneur? Well, for me, and I'm sure a lot of your audience feels the same way, you know, if you're in a, an environment where you've got politics and, you know, very cautious, we're going to, you know, it's just... I, I want to take. I want to move boldly. I want to take chances. I want to try something new. I want to, you know, again lay the DNA in a certain direction and run. And uh, I love that about being an entrepreneur is that you know you can call the shots a little bit more and you're not getting micromanaged. And uh, I can't beat my commute. Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, from uh, you know one room to the next in my house. Uh, so that's nice. Uh, I really like that. But. Uh, it's not without its challenges. I mean, you know, you, you, you do feel the pressure every day to produce. And, uh, you know, it's not like, hey, I know I've got a salary every month and all that necessarily. Sometimes you've got to be investing a lot of your a lot of your earnings back into the business. And, you know, it's it's uh, you live on the financial edge for quite a while. And how old are your kids now? Oh, gosh, they're 25, 23, 20 and 17. Oh, my gosh. 17. You're like, it's done. You can see it. The, 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 the end of the road is right there. Oh, I wish. I wish. But unfortunately, their car insurance is like <laughs> unbelievable. So uh, we're close. We're getting closer. But two of my kids are in graduate school. And it, 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 I had one man say this uh, speaker. He said, he said, this year, my wife and I became unbelievably rich. He said, how? He said, my kids moved out. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Well, we, we, we joke, I have one in college and, and, and one at home and my wife hasn't been able, I travel a lot because as a professional speaker, you go where the conferences who want you are and she doesn't get to go with me very often. And early on in this, it was like, she thought I was always off in like great hotels, having a great time, which to some extent was true, but it was still work. And so this year she was able to join me on a trip and she was like, wow, this is what it's going to be like, you know, when, when Kate is out of high school, because then she can just come along. It's almost no expense. I mean, it's the cost of an airplane ticket, which it's not that bad. And, you know, the hotel's paid for and, you know, my meals are paid for and other stuff. And so she's like excited to do that. I said, you realize that's still three and a half years away. You know, it's still a long time mm-hmm. until, until she's out. Absolutely. So, so are there any things about being an entrepreneur that, that you don't like? Are there any days you think, wait a minute, I could go back into sales and work for a company and get that paycheck every two weeks? Uh, you know, there, there, of course, it's the, the financial side's a little bit more challenging. And the other part, I think, is 
being careful not to put yourself in a position where you say I'm an entrepreneur, but really, you know, you your job owns you. Uh, you really want to get into a position where you can leverage certain things and and scale certain things and automate certain things to where you actually can ultimately get, you know, the the financial and time freedom that you want. Um, but that takes some time, and there is a lot of pressure. Uh, there's a lot of gravity that holds you in place uh, before you get there. Yeah. So what advice do you have for people who, you know, maybe they have that fire burning inside of them that you said sort of was there, and they want to go out and start their own thing? What, what would you tell them to do? Well, uh, a couple things. I'd probably say uh, make sure you're a learner. Make sure that you are a sponge. You're listening regularly to Tom and cool things entrepreneurs do. Yeah, and yeah let's stop right there. Repeat that one. That sounded like yes, the best advice again, anyone again, has given. Over and over again, constantly sending money in and <laughs> iTunes reviews. Right. Um, but but seriously, you know, you there, you don't know what you don't know, and so you really really need to be a learner because there's just much to learn in whatever you may know what you're doing in. Uh, I'm I'm a really good plumber, but you're you got a lot to learn on how to run a business, a plumbing business. And so, you know, be a learner. Stand stand on the shoulders of people who are ahead of you or who are where you want to be. Seek out mentors. Um, I I've gotten a lot of books from the library. It didn't cost anything to get a book from the library and read it and and uh, talk to folks. And uh, then the other thing I'd just say is, you know, expect setbacks. Don't. Don't be surprised when, you know, you have a couple of rough months or something. It's it's just the way it goes. It's it's the road to success is uh, really requires you personally to grow, and it requires your business to grow in terms of its systems and its infrastructure so that it can ultimately thrive. So how important in doing all of this is your network? How important is it if you're going to be an entrepreneur to be connected to people and to to have those inner interwoven connections in whatever your business community is? Oh, it's super important. I mean, you know, your network is going to help you continue to move forward. But you know, I would I would put a caveat, and that is, I, I've been guilty of this in the past, where you you get really busy networking with people, and you're sending out LinkedIn requests and all stuff, but you're, you're ultimately, and people can see through this, you're ultimately being a user. Um, you're, you're looking to connect with people so that you can use them or step, use them as stepping stones. And ultimately you've got to, you've got to approach it with the opposite attitude. Uh, Adam Grant talks about in his book, give and take. It's just like, you know, you need to be a giver. Just how could you help others? Uh, Keith, uh, Ferrazzi wrote a book called never eat alone. He was just always about investing in others and in your network. And, and uh, I, I do subscribe to what Zig Ziglar has said, and you're familiar with this quote, you know, you, you'll get everything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. And so, yes, by all means, network, but do it from the vantage point of how can I help other people? Because everybody's going to achieve more when you're, when you're working together. Well, and I think there's a lot of people out there who misunderstand what networking means. I mean, when you really look up the definition, the definition is the creation of long-term and mutually beneficial relationships between two or more people where everyone achieves more because of those relationships. Well, the key word in there is mutually beneficial. So you've got to make sure, like you said, that you're doing the old Zig Ziglar thing, and that is helping other people get what they want. And it's amazing how many things come your way when that's, when that's what you do. When you figure out that way to partner with everybody in your life, you can't lose. 
Extremely well said, Tom. That that's that's hits the nail right on the head. Someone should like write books and speak on this topic. Oh, wait a minute, I do that. So, <laughs> so Pat, I got a couple more questions for you. But first, I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing cool people like Pat McDaniel. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this program. So Pat, I call this show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What is something new and exciting and cool that you're doing in your business right now? Well, thanks for that uh, question, <clears throat> and uh, I'll tell you what I'm excited about. So I've been doing a lot of research on decision-making. Um, I have a little slogan that says, better decisions equals a better life, and let's face it, uh, I've yet to run into anybody who says, no, I, I, I'm fine with making bad decisions uh, more than making good or whatever. And so uh, one of the things I've done on the wiseinsights.net website is I've I've built uh, a number of free resources to try to help folks think through how do you make decisions. And there's, there's different dimensions of uh, help. Some of it's process-oriented. Some of it's uh, what they call uh, the hidden influences that are affecting our decisions. Um, I'll give you an example. So we call them cognitive biases, and there are a ton of them that are affecting the way we actually look at the facts upon which we make our decisions. And I don't know about you, if I'm looking at something and it's distorted and I'm making a decision on that, that's not a good idea. And so one of the one of the biases that I'm always I have this problem and I think most people do. It's a is, we call it predictive bias or an optimism bias where you kind of see life and you kind of see a situation sort of in a best case scenario. And you say, oh, you know, that's going to be the likely outcome. And I'm going to make this decision based on you know, a best case scenario, but we start to fool ourselves and say, well, you know, I know what the statistics say, but, you know, it's not going to happen to me or I'm smarter or I'm going to work harder or, you know, I've, I've got a better business concept or whatever. But a case in point, 60% of people who, who begin a restaurant, that the restaurant fails within three years, 60%. Yet when they pull people who are about to do something like start a, a restaurant, 81% of them said they will succeed. They were they were very confident. I mean, not just confident, but very confident. In fact, 33% were convinced that they had a zero chance for failure. Um, and, and so, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, gosh, you know, you gotta, you've got to counteract that. You've got to realize that, that, is, that if, if you're obvi obviously going to be making decisions and being pulled in a direction of fooling yourself, you know, you need to combat that. Or there's there's ways to do a thing called a pre-mortem where you're examining things ahead of time. There's trip wires. There's all sorts of things you can do to kind of help yourself keep moving forward and not fool yourself. And there are literally, I think I counted 108 different biases that affect how we view uh, the future, how we view our current situation, how we view people, how we view uh, the past, our memories. And uh, so... I've got several resources on my website. One's a, an ebook, uh, Five Scientifically Proven Steps to Making Better Decisions. I've got an 
incredible infographic we just made. It's uh, got 50 of the most potent uh, cognitive biases with descriptions and great statistics. It's, it's just a massive thing, and it's, uh, we've got a lot of people downloading it. So that is really cool for me because I want to understand what the heck I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I used to think if I'm just careful, if I, if I think through this decision carefully, it'll be okay. It's like, no, you've got to understand there's like this, these secret currents underneath the, the water that are pulling you in weird directions. You just need to wear, be aware of what those are. So that's awesome. So I, before I let you go, I have to ask you the two questions that I ask everybody who comes on the show. And the first one is, you know, I believe personally that great entrepreneurs are observers. I think they don't just want to make money, uh, but, but they do want to make money. And one of the ways they want to learn is by watching other people who've had huge success. So I love to ask everybody, who out there do you see who's doing something cool and you think, wow, they're really crushing it and you admire them? Well, there's several people. Um, the one that I've always been amazed with, and I, he's just such a great guy, is Pat Flynn. Oh, he was a good, he's been a guest on this show. Yep, absolutely. I mean, he's, he actually has a new book out, and uh, you know, he runs Smart Passive Income. But here's what's really amazing to me about the way Pat Flynn operates. He's very transparent. So you go to his website, and he's basically saying, you know, here's what I'm doing. Here's how much money I'm making. You know, this is working. This is not. And you know, that kind of transparency is so rare. Now, I, I understand that if you have a particular software program and it's proprietary, you're not going to be showing people exactly how all of that's coming together because, you know, there, there are situations where that doesn't make sense. But I, I've always appreciated the fact that Pat's run his business from a vantage point where, you know, hey, this is this is what's not working for me and let me tell you why it didn't work. And, you know, you learn from his mistakes as well as from his successes. That's a, and he is a great guy and, and he does – he's always willing to help anybody who, who reaches out, which I find just totally cool, especially when somebody reaches sort of that level of – I don't know if you want to call it fame or, or pseudo fame or whatever it is. But when mm-hmm. someone reaches that level, a lot of them start to forget what it was to come the way up and Pat really strikes me as someone who, who, who remembers that. And, and, yeah. so, and so the final question is – what is it that you do as an entrepreneur to give back to the greater good? Because I do think that in addition to making money, I think that entrepreneurs want to leave a mark. So, so how do you serve others? Well, I really am trying to do that through the wiseinsights.net uh, website. I, I, here's what I really would like to see. You know, when, when I was at my lowest and when I was struggling with – not even want to try again is, you know, is this too painful or this isn't going anywhere? It's not going to work, whatever. You know, most of the time I wouldn't get anybody who would pay attention, but occasionally you get somebody who would say, Hey, you know, I'll walk with you or, you know, Hey, there's a bunch of us over here. We're all struggling too, but let's work together. And so my hope is that, that wise insights will be a place where people will go, where we can learn from each other, where we can, inspire each other, be motivated, you know, because none of us is as smart as all of us. And so part of that is leaving comments and providing insights on an article from your perspective. I I, I like how Neil Patel does that on his website, uh, Quick Sprout, where he'll get 90 or 100 different comments. And, you know, some of them are questions and some of them are observations or whatever. And it's just, I, I learn almost as much off the comments as I do off of the, the regular content. 
Well, Pat McDaniel, thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest here on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. I think you shared some really good insights. I think people are going to be sending me notes about this episode, saying this is one that, that, that really got to them. So I appreciate it. Any last words that you want to share with the audience? Oh, just come see me. Um, WiseInsights.net. Got re- the free resources there. Um, you can come find me on Twitter, wise underscore insights, the number four, and then the letter U. So wise underscore insights for you. Uh, I've got a whole bunch of inspirational stuff there to help you keep moving ahead. Awesome. Well, again, thank you for being here and thank you to everybody who tuned in and participated as an audience member on this episode. We're going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody just as cool as Pat. So tune back in and get the next episode. And if this is the first time you've ever listened, go backwards. There's 225 episodes behind us here. Go find an episode that uh, uh, sounds interesting to you and you'll learn something new like that. Well, in the meantime, before we come back with another episode, I'm going to challenge you to go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.